This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back. We are going to get to your calls in a moment, so please hold on. Uh, In the meantime, we're here with Wanda Morris. Now, Justin Trudeau was with us here at the Zoomerplex twice since 2014, talking to CARP members and making promises about what he would do for them. CARP followed up with a Feet to the Fire campaign uh, to see to see to it that he was going to make good on those promises. Well, RVP Advocacy Wanda Morris was in the budget lockup in Ottawa yesterday going over everything carefully. And by the way, she is an accountant by trade, so she knows how to do that. And um, Wanda says this is not a Zoomer's budget. So she's here with me now to crunch the numbers as it applies to us. Wanda, thanks for stopping in. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, so... Uh, that OAS uh, age eligibility, they did that last week. Uh, the one thing, the one promise they did seem to make good on was raising the guaranteed income security for the uh, seniors in poverty, for the lowest income seniors. So give me some details on that. I, what are the income levels we're talking about here? Sure. So uh, the so we're really talking the poorest of our poor seniors, and the guaranteed income supplement starts for people that uh, have no income other than their old age security, uh, and the full amount of that guaranteed income supplement is six thousand eight hundred and forty six a year, uh, which you get if your income is ninety six hundred or less. Uh, so what we're looking at uh, federally is somebody with a essentially if they're getting both the OAS and a GIS a guaranteed income of seventeen thousand three hundred and four dollars now in Ontario we also have um, a senior supplement that those individuals get that's another nine hundred and ninety six dollars so before yesterday's budget we were looking at um, a minimum income to those seniors of eighteen thousand three hundred it's now increased by nine hundred and forty seven dollars which you can appreciate for our lowest income seniors. That is a, a big chunk of change. Yep. So, so again, uh, how low does your income have to be to qualify? Uh, to get the full amount of guaranteed income supplement, you don't have any income other than OAS and GIS. So you can continue Even to... Even Canada Pension? Uh, Correct, to get the full amount. Right. Now, you can still get a little bit of uh, guaranteed income supplement as your income rises. And uh, so if you, um, you, you'll get uh, the guaranteed income supplement um, up to um, 9600 or less. So once you hit $9,600 annually, you don't get any guaranteed and income that includes And that includes Canada Pension because... Correct. Wow, because, you know... Most everybody I know gets Canada Pension, and it's not very much, but it's more than that. That's correct, yes. So this is, so this is, uh, how many people are we talking about here? Um, so the the um, federal government said that the increase in the guaranteed uh, supplement would uh, impact about 900,000 of Canada's poorest single seniors. Well, that's a lot of people, though. But uh, aside from that, 
not a budget for, for Zoomers, for seniors, right? Uh, you know, there was, um, of course, some good news for veterans who, you know, are a number of whom are seniors and certainly who are seniors support the low-income housing as well. We saw the investment of $200 million for low-income seniors. Uh, but other than that, a lot of things that we've been looking for, uh, there was a, uh, the budget talked about discussions but didn't promise dollars. I know, discussions in the budget. Wanda, let's let's take some calls because people are waiting here. So... Greg in Pickering. Hi, Greg. How are you? Not too bad, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to make a comment uh, about the uh, rollback uh, of the OAS from 67 back to 65. I personally think that uh, when it was pegged at 67, it, it was fine. I, I think it was it was a good move to, to just... Uh, uh, let every folk, let everybody plan that. Okay, you're not going to get the OAS at 65. You're going to wait a, a couple more years, and you, but you'll get it. And I think these promises that everybody uh, uh, seem to be referring to that Mr. Trudeau made and so on. I don't think that people should should really, uh, you know, should really <laughs> hang their hat in it because remember back in 1993, another liberal that said promises and looked little red book. I'm going to tear up the GST, and I'm going to rescind the the NAFTA. That was all a ploy to get people to vote for him. And this is what this junior uh, Trudeau, in my opinion, made the comment, oh, I'm not going to go over $10 Now it's 30 and it's not going to drop at all for the next three or four years. This is pure and simple, you know, goobly-goop that people are going to swallow and they forget all about all about the the good years that we had and but look at there there's going to be a lot of stuff happening in the next two or three years that we're not going to like but we there's nothing we can do about it because we put him in and that's it okay greg thanks a lot for your call right bye so wanda uh greg feels that uh you know Trudeau made promises that he isn't keeping, that he's putting us in a hole. Uh, Do you feel that he made promises that he isn't keeping, and what are some of the others? Uh, Well, uh, interesting to hear from Greg, and and I have a a few thoughts about what he said. Uh, First of all, he he mentioned the the rollback of the OAS from 67 to 65, and I think we really need to look at that in the larger context. Uh, It does make sense to to make sure that our OAS is sustainable, but right now Canada is facing a a looming retirement crisis. Uh, Individuals are not saving enough for retirement. Uh, Workplace pension plans are disappearing. Canada Pension Plan is only set to uh, replace 25% of uh, pre-retirement income. So in that context, the change of OAS to 67 is uh, not okay, and and our members supported the change to 65. That leads us into the the promises that the government made. One of them was to to review and enhance the Canada Pension Plan, and CART members are, are really supportive of that. You know, any government certainly will make promises uh, to, to get elected. And I think where CARP comes in particularly is as to hold the government accountable to those uh, promises. So, you know, enhancing the Canada Pension Plan, um, a $3 billion 
billion dollar in home care. We know that uh, that people want to to age in place and have the support and to do so. And it'll save money. The home care, any dollars they put to home care will save money because it's a lot cheaper than hospital care. We have people waiting, so uh, let's just see who's been waiting the longest. Okay, Bob in Halliburton. Hello, Bob. Hi. So what are your thoughts, Bob? Beautiful, snowy Halliburton. Oh. Um, I just wanted to check in. Hi, Wanda. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you up here in in April. And... um, I just wanted to comment on uh, the lack of uh, things in, in the budget for seniors. We're up here in Halliburton. We've got probably the largest percentage of seniors per, per, per capita in, in, in Ontario. And um, most of those seniors that have lived here all their life have not got any other pension because there's uh, there's not a lot of union jobs up here. There's hardly any union jobs in Halliburton County. So uh, they're relying pretty much on their pension alone. And uh, so they really need uh, that supplement raised. And they need more concern. Are you are you satisfied with the extent of uh, the, of the raising of the supplement? Uh, about 950 bucks for the poorest seniors. That could sound good to you? It's a good start. I think it needs to be a little bit more. But uh, the uh, the level, I think, is uh, where it starts. The um, minimum, minimum income, I think, needs to be a little uh, higher to, to get take advantage of that. Okay. But it's a good start. Okay. Well, uh, appreciate your input on that, Bob. Thanks for your call. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay. So um, there we go. And, Wanda, I know there were things that you were hoping for in this budget. And uh, I think one of the things was, you know, getting something for caregivers through the employment insurance system. And they were tweaking that system, but nothing for caregivers. You know, I think it was a real lost opportunity, Libby. They um, they did look at the EI. You know, certainly we know that uh, some of our, our um, provinces that are resource-based, Alberta, Newfoundland, have been really hard hit by the drop in oil. Makes sense to, to look at the EI, but when they were already, you know, proposing changes to that legislation, why not address the issues that caregivers have? Uh, you know, many caregivers and family members drop out of the workforce and volunteer to look after spouses and loved ones, that's incredible. I mean, that's a huge saving to our healthcare system. Exactly. Billions and billions. We need to do more to support them. Uh, right now, those benefits are limited uh, to people looking after terminally ill loved ones, and they can only take a one six-month uh absence in a lump sum. We wanted it to extend to, to chronically ill individuals and for people to be able to to take that time off in, in chunks. You know, for example, if they're supporting um, someone with cancer going through chemotherapy, uh, we're disappointed that, that the government uh, saw fit only to call for discussions on that rather than actually committing dollars. Okay. Wanda, we have to take a quick break. People, Hang on, we'll be back with more of your calls on this and more from Wanda Morris, VP Advocacy for CARP. Back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. 
Fight Back on Zuma Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. We're back with Wanda Morris, VP Advocacy for CARP, and we are taking your calls. Thank you so much for waiting so patiently, and let's go to Gary in Toronto. Hi, Gary. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call again. How are you? You're very welcome. I'm fine. So is Wanda. Okay. Um, so I think one of your callers uh, hit it dead on that in the 80s there was this uh, enamoration with Pierre Trudeau. He's young, he's glamorous, etc. He's got all the girls, and he gave us this big deficit. And I think it's instant replay. And, um, I mean, Justin's getting a lot of slack because of his dad. It's great. It's one, I know I'm in the family business, but I just think that people are not being objective in this scenario. And another example is someone like Rob Ford, who was not a media darling, and now they're saying, oh, why didn't you appreciate him when he was alive? Like Now they're giving such accolades, etc. So cutting money is not a popular thing, but giving money is very popular. So that's, I think, the scenario that everyone has now. They're enamored. They're not being objective about it. So I, I thought you said Justin is getting a lot of slack, not Justin is getting a lot of flack, right? No, no, slack. He's getting quite a lot of easy slack. Well, the me. honeymoon, it's, the, it's that honeymoon thing. He's still on it, and, you know, he's... He's so cute. Yeah, but <laughs> so was his father. We're paying for that now. Like Exactly. So it, I just want an answer from your your From Wanda? Yes, please. Well, certainly the the government did campaign on spending. Uh, I think what what all CARP members want is is to see uh, evidence based spending and and to have it attached to standards. You know, it's one thing to to invest in you know the the um, whatever items you know our, our CARP members are particularly interested in investments in healthcare and financial security, but even you know investments in in the environment, in infrastructure, in in First Nation support. Uh, you know, as a rule, what our members always want to see is those tied to uh, to standards, to deliverables, and to make sure that uh, that there's true value being delivered, and this isn't just a, a transfer of funds. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the question: Is this money going to be doing any good? Well, thanks for listening, and uh, I, I listen to your show, and thanks for giving the great feedback to all of us. Okay, thank you for calling. Yeah. Okay, let's go to. Christina in Toronto. Hello, Christina. Good morning, everybody. I've been listening to the comments this morning, especially uh, with um, the callers regarding uh, seniors in the budget. Right. I'd like to. I'd like to present or remind people of a few things. We've um, seen a historic collapse of oil prices and therefore government revenues. That is a big part of this deficit. It's not just driven by liberal part party policies. Well, just let me let me ask you a question then, Christina. Yes, but but oil prices collapsed. Uh, They had already collapsed by the time we got that $10 billion estimate from the liberals. This the oil price collapse is not. Pardon? They still fell after they were elected. Yeah, but but I think, um, you know, that drop was factored in. Right. It's part of the 30 billion deficit. It's not all like their policies of spending that are driving the whole amount of the deficit. Well, yeah, and there's people have a question, should we be spending so much money when we're kind of broke? Well, if you if you look around Toronto, physically, the infrastructure and the transit system are literally falling apart. 
yep. day by day, right? This And also, this is a new government. They've only been in power for five months. Give them a chance to finish what they've set out to do. And uh, I'd, I'd appreciate it if your numbers that were just presented by uh, Miss Morris would be uh, put on your website. I'd like to see them again. Okay, we're going to do that. Thanks so much great. for your call. Yep, great idea. Bye. Please check us out. At, okay, uh, thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and actually, speaking of the numbers, I see we have a couple of calls here with people who want information on the GIS. So, uh, Marianne in Halliburton, uh, what's your question? And, and hopefully we can answer your question. Okay, I have a lot of clients that come to me in regards to GIS, and they want to know uh, how much, as a single person, that they would be topped up. Now, I'll Are you an accountant? Here. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yes, I am. Okay. So, 14, I'll give you a scenario. If they get between OAS and CPP, 14000 will they be topped up to 19000 with GIS? So if they uh, are making between um, 9600 and 17304 they will get a top-up. Um, okay. It, it, yeah, tops That's them. the bottom line. Yes. So they okay. get the... F- okay, that's all she wanted to know. Yeah, thanks, Quick Wanda. call. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Okay. Frank also has a question about the guaranteed income for seniors. Frank? No, really, what I wanted... To, what I would have liked to see was get rid of all these supplements and, and uh, OAS and just give the, the poor seniors a guaranteed income, maybe like twenty-five to 30000 a year, and the poorest uh, seniors, uh, because a lot of them worked very hard but never worked for unions. And some of these seniors who work for unions are getting three or four thousand dollars a month. So they're—it's an idea that's that's out there, and and you know, some people say that it would actually save the government money because instead of administrating administering, excuse me, the uh, this patchwork of programs, that it would all be one thing, and they'd save on administration. Wanda. You know, it's an interesting thought, and we, we've actually heard recently a, a bit of a discussion about a, a guaranteed minimum income. Uh, so it's certainly something we'll be keeping our eyes on. Uh, yeah, Frank, is there anything else you wanted to say about the budget? No, that's, that's what I would you know, love to give some dignity back to these seniors that have worked hard. I think even within my own family, like they're getting like $12,000 a year. They can't survive anymore, you know, um, on that kind of income. Okay, Frank. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, again, is there anything else? Uh, we have a lot of people who are going to have questions about whether they're going to get any of that money. And uh, if they make over $10,000, that the, the top-up you know, is going to keep, I guess, uh, shrinking until it's completely out. But, you know, again, it, I, I agree. You know, nearly $1,000, that's a good chunk of change. It certainly is, and and well deserved. I mean, our our, our seniors have have worked hard. Uh, you know, many people, uh, you know, particularly women, have have worked incredibly hard, but not in paid employment. They've uh, been caregivers. Uh, they've been volunteers. So uh, it's important that they um, have the supplement to to not only. Um, 
in, you know, live in retirement, but to enjoy that retirement. Um, I really encourage all your listeners to help us uh, keep the government's feet to the fire. You, you mentioned our feet to the fire campaign. Uh, anyone listening, please go to carp.ca and, and add your name. We've had uh, thousands of people sign our petition for the government's feet to the fire campaign. We'd like to ha- have your voice join ours. Okay. And, uh, uh, we have time for, I think, one more call, maybe two. Uh, but also, listeners, we are going to post that information about eligibility for the GIS, both on the CARP website and on the Zoomer Radio website on, a, on, on the Fight Back page. So you'll be able to uh, go and to review it there. Okay? We have one minute before the break. Alex in Toronto, we have one minute. Hello? Um, I have a question. Um, I just wanted to know, in the budget, is there any any uh, funds um, put aside to uh, rebuild our military? Because it, it, it's very, very aging. You know, I, I remember saying funds for veterans. I'm not sure what the funding is for the for national defense. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't think that there was much in there, but we are going to have to check that. Alex in Toronto? Thank you. Thank you. All right. (laughs) It looks like uh, we're actually going to get to our break on time. Wanda Morris, thank you so much for joining us and for crunching those important numbers for us. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.